Thanks for tuning in to the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings for all things craft beverage. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. I hope you obtained some value from our show because, as you know, far better it is to Beer Mighty Things. Cheers. All right, welcome in today to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. We have the pleasure of speaking with Luke Bowen of Evil Genius Beer Company in Philadelphia. Welcome in, Luke. What's up, Kyle? How are you, man? I am well. See, you're in, uh, you're in your office. Yes, I am. Uh, in, in my, my home home, uh, probably like everybody else, just, just chilling, uh, doing some work. So That's the office slash uh, jam station? Oh yeah, man. I got to have all the toys. Uh, yeah, this is my office at home and, uh, we're also, you know, rock out on, uh, on the weekends. So I got to have the outlet. So to that point, I remember a few years back, you guys are doing a little charity event in Philadelphia, kind of like a meet the brewers, you know, yourself and Trevor. And we are at a little pub in Philadelphia. And so we, we do our event, you know, they answer some FAQ and then uh, you, myself, Trevor, we go to Milk Boy, a bar in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. So this was uh, such a mind-blowing thing. So, you know, we walk up to the bar and we grab a beer. And all of a sudden, I hear some music start playing, you know, a guitar on stage. And I turn around and I look up and you have grabbed a guitar and you are at the microphone on the stage. It just out of the blue. I'm like, what the hell's happening? And <laughs> you're pretty damn good, man. Thank you. Thank How'd you. that come about? That. You have a good voice. I mean, that's not what I expected. It was a nice little surprise. No, man. I started playing uh, when I was like a teenager, and uh, my mom had a guitar around the house, so I picked it up and started fiddling with it, and uh, you know, taught myself how to play and uh, hum a tune. And uh, it's it's fun, man. You can do it forever. I do it just to chill out, like relax, and take my mind off of you know, run the brewery. So you've never you've never taken a lesson. Uh, no, I've just taught myself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've had friends who like play guitar, like show me different licks and stuff over the years, but yeah, no, I never took like formal, you know, formal lessons. No, that's great. Yeah, man. What's your favorite guitar? I see you got five back there. Yeah, I've got this one. It's an old like Fender Stratocaster, like really old, like 30 years old. Play a little ditty. Can you, can you play a little a little riff, a little chord. Nah, you know, I'll play something for you at, at some point. But yeah, no, I, I love it. It's uh, this one's really cool, and I've got you know an acoustic guitar and a bass and you know all that kind of stuff. So nice. I enjoy bass. Um, I've, I've played bass a little bit, just goofing around with friends. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's there's less strings and makes it a little, little easier, or it's my love for like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But oh, that's cool. Nice. All right, cool. So did your your mom had a guitar laying around the house? Did she play? There's was anybody else in your house instrumental? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like every, like everybody in my family plays something. So yeah, she played and, uh, my dad plays a uh, variety of instruments. My brother plays drums. So yeah, like everybody in my, everybody in my immediate household plays something. Okay. So, I mean, you got that influence there. I think it's kind of like in your blood. Is that kind of something maybe you're born with a little bit? Maybe, or, you know, I was just around it for so long that, you know, I didn't know anything different at home. Right. Yeah. It just gets ingrained. Okay. Cool. So yourself and uh, Trevor Hayward, you are students at Villanova, grad students, correct? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were there for grad school. That's where we met. And uh, so you're meeting and you're going out to, 
you know, a pub after class here and there, you, you said, Hey, we're going to start a brewery. How'd that come about? Yeah. I mean, I, dude, I was always interested in beer. Like I had been homebrewing and so had Trevor and, you know, we had both worked in corporate America. He's at, well, he's from Dublin, Ireland, actually, originally. And I'm from Southeastern Pennsylvania. And, you know, we had always just had jobs. And when we paused for grad school, we both kind of ended up in the same place. And rather than going out and getting jobs, you're like, well, let's kind of do our own thing. And that's uh, how we came up with the idea of working together and starting Evil Genius. What is an Evil Genius? I mean, I think it's, it's someone that isn't defined by anything and kind of creates his or her own, you know, sort of, uh, you know, plotting and sinister path forward. So it's fun, man. It's like, it means something different to everybody. And that's, that's the cool piece. It's witty. Like, I don't mean like evil in terms of like negative evil, but I mean like in terms of, you know, snarky and clever. And that's just kind of what we think of it. Yeah. I mean, clever and creative and unlike everything else. Yeah. And that's where I like, and that's where I think the music helps too, because like I always had that creative side. And then because of that, like taking it to evil genius, you know, Trevor loves music and it's very musical too. So like we both definitely had that like creative bug as well. And that helps when creating something. So kind of 360 degrees. I mean, you essentially started evil genius in, you know, an apartment office space. Right. And, Mm-hmm. start kind of building this and and your model your approach is very different than what you might see nowadays um can you tell me about how you you know came up with that process it's like hey we're going to create recipes and someone else is going to make our beer and we're going to you know tell me about that model well like i mean i see your books behind you like i've read brewing up a business and beyond the pale and you know all the all these books like you know it these guys talked about in every book like how hard it was in the very beginning to just like stay alive as you're trying to like brew and sell beer. And so Trevor and I like, dude, like, like everybody says this way of doing it sucks. Like, let's try to find another way around it. And, um, you know, we, we saw that there were, you know, breweries that had like excess capacity. And like, we, we, when we started with genius, we were, I was 27 and like, I don't have millions of, like, I didn't own a house. Like, you know, I didn't have any collateral to put up for a loan. And so, you know, bank wasn't going to give it to two guys to like build a brewery. So like we had to find another way to start and, you know, yeah, I mean, we've worked with craft breweries, um, for our entire, you know, career. And, you know, we also built a brewery and tap room in Philadelphia as well. So like, you know, we, we've definitely taken a different approach, like a distributing before opening our own place. But for us, it was the right, right way to go. No, I think it was super unique and and very evil genius of you. Have you read the book by Tim Ferriss, the uh, four hour work week? Yeah, I've read the book. I like Tim Ferriss, you know, and I think part of it, you know, for us was like trying to find the most direct solution to just open up like how can we open up as quickly as possible and like get beer onto the market rather than waiting for like a year to get a brewery built and all these like, you know, permits and what have you. It just, it was just going to take us too long and we were too underfunded. So it just, it wouldn't have worked either way. Yeah. I mean, you created that model of, Hey, we're going to run as lean as possible. Um, We're going to put out some fantastic beers. Where'd you come up with the recipes? Was that, did you, Oh, they were ours. They were ours. And then when we brought John from Tired Hands, uh, John Deffenbaugh, who's our brewer now, he's been working for us for like five years, over five years. He used to work at Tired Hands. And then we brought him into the brewery and like, he's just 
John is just a phenomenal brewer. Like he, he's just great. His recipes are awesome. He's hilarious. Like, you know, like he's just, he's so funny, man. He's just, he, he just, he really, he really was, you know, he really was the guy that just, you know, took really evil genius to the next level beer wise. And he's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's done a great job. He's a lot of fun to talk to. And I love his, uh, he was just in what the Metro Philadelphia magazine for a uh, little Tiger King type. Yeah. <laughs> photo yeah, shoot man. With, with Dougal. Just like Joe. Yeah. He looks just like Joe exotic too. It's so weird, but it's awesome. Yeah. He's got, he's got the Joe exotic hair before Joe exotic had it. It's amazing. <laughs> so, all right, cool. So, I mean, you were running lean all this time. You build this big tasting room and kind of, you know, you have that knowledge of running lean right now we kind of have to be a little more lean and, and work your business in a way that's profitable. Um, how has that prepared you for like today's situation where you're, you know, we're, we're shut down a little bit. I mean, you know, it's like, we're in a crisis, like everybody is. And, you know, in that crisis, like every, every option is on the table. Like you have to think about everything. You have to think about your, your tap room, your employees, your supply chain, your retailers, your wholesalers, like everything got a big shock to it. And, you know, that first week, the week of the 16th, uh, when governor Wolf closed down all the tap rooms, like we didn't know what to think. Like we didn't know if we were even going to be allowed to be open at all. Um, it was, that was a wild time. So, you know, Trevor and I came up with plans to just, shut it all down, like put it in sleep mode for just a little bit. Um, and most of it was how quickly could we stop the flow of cash out of the business? It was like, who do we need to pay? Like what bills do we owe? Like who are our key vendors that we need to make sure we're current with? So it was just really a lot of like, you know, financial blocking and tackling. And that was our first step. That being said, you guys have multiple products, which essentially create multiple income streams. How important is that? And, and tell us about them. Yeah, very, very important right now. Um, you know, because our draft beer is dead. Like, you know, we're, it's basically down to almost zero. I mean, we're selling crawlers and growlers outside of our tap room. But one of the things that we've done is we turned our tap room into like a beer distributor. So we've just like landed pallets on the floor and like turned it into like a large shoppable space to sell Evil Genius. Uh, but then, you know, our package beer sales, um, you know, while they don't make up for all the draft beer sales, those, you know, are up as well. So, you know, there's, there's something to be, you know, said about this time period and there are some positives to glean. It just, it's, it's just really hard to figure out how, how your individual business can adapt. And that was our biggest challenge. And I know talking to you, I mean, you obviously love beer, but you also have a very, very giant love for business to me i would think that right now like you're you're enjoying a little bit of a challenge here to get creative yeah i mean like like i would rather like have not played (laughs) sure like like it would have been my first choice but yeah man i mean it's um it definitely gives us like it's a bit of a pause and a reset so in a certain way we get kind of like a do-over um but now we have a do-over with some experience and some perspective so I think being forced to make such drastic changes like we've been forced to make is going to um, require us to set everything back up in a very different way. And, uh, you know, there are going to be a lot of changes and who knows where those go, but um, it's, uh, it's amazing. And so you have to just look for the opportunities that are buried 
and try to dig them out as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So it gives you an opportunity here to be creative, reevaluate, reassess, maybe uh, run more efficiently, you know, repurpose your employees in that sort of sense too, right? Definitely. Definitely. Have some, have your employees kind of were, were in some role and now in a different one. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we flattened out quickly and um, just removed, removed basically all layers of management and everybody is reporting to Trevor and I right now. Um, and, you know, we have really kind of more of a command based leadership model where it's like Trevor and I are putting the plans together and we're just like funneling that down through the team. Um, and we give them a chance to ask questions and be involved in the process. But, uh, right now the primary objective is to execute the strategy and, you know, there hasn't been enough time to really evaluate how everything's going to do. So we need to just keep staying consistent for a while. And then as we get new information, uh, and there seems to be new information coming very, you know, steadily, uh, we'll just adapt to the rest of it from there. Yeah. The, the word is fluid that they're using, which is, you know, it's just a constant stream of news and changes. So all we can do is kind of adapt. And, you know, we talked about, um, you know, right now we can control our mindset and, you know, how, to you, how important is that, that you guys keep a positive mindset when you're communicating to the to rest of your team, you know, your leadership qualities right now is the time to shine. Yeah. I mean, it's the only thing. And I think we've been, we've all been guilty of, you know, doing the opposite of that before. And I think that, you know, now and the events of now are putting things into a different perspective, at least for me. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be a different way of doing things at evil genius when we start back up. But you know, we've already started to implement that and things have gotten better. So that's all you can really ask for. Perfect. You have some wacky beer names. Yes, we do. What, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite movie? Uh, Ooh, that's a really, really hard question to answer. Um, it's a loaded layered question. It's so loaded and layered. A Forrest Gump would be my favorite movie. Forrest Gump would be my favorite movie. Dumb and Dumber is my favorite comedy. Perfect. We just did something. Uh, we did a virtual Zoom with our our office team. So we had, you know, 33 people on the screen and everybody had to send an email to our office manager and, and put, you know, if there's a movie on TV that we see, we stop every time. What is that movie? And for me, it was Dumb and Dumber too. So that's nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber for sure. Uh, we, I've been uh, throwing it back. We watched some old movies. We watched uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, we watched the Goonies, uh, the Sandlot. The Sandlot is my favorite sports movie of all time. And so, yeah, uh, you know, just kind of throwing it back and having a good time with it. So. Love it. Yeah. So we've been, uh, you know, I think with the rise of Disney plus, you know, and I have daughters that are five and seven. So, you know, we are throwing it back as well and showing them some of these older movies. Um, they love the Sandlot. They've seen that a number of times. They love the league of their own is pretty funny. Yeah. League of their own is a good movie. Uh, they have the Mighty Ducks on. Oh, nice! Really? Yeah, they have the Mighty Ducks on. Yeah, all the Mighty Ducks movies. So, gotta get involved in that. Um, my yeah. daughters have not seen that; they'll love it. Yeah, yeah, they have the Mighty Ducks movies on uh, Disney Plus. So it's awesome. What? Uh, so you know, a lot of your your beer names come from movies. How'd you guys decide on that? Kind of from the start. And what was your what was your first beer name? Purple. Oh, the first weird uh, uh, beer name was Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Is that Simpsons reference? Uh, yeah, very old, very old. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, we, uh, it's crazy, man. Like it was just something that we thought was 
funny. And, uh, you know, to try to, you know, make the beer stand out and the chocolate peanut butter porter is a wacky beer. So it needs a wacky name. And then people loved it and it just caught on and kind of became like our trademark. So it's been fun. And like, there's always, uh, you know, like we just came out with a beer today, uh, available at the tap room and growlers and crowlers. It's called uh, the gang gets quarantine. So like, there's like forever, you know, always sunny. Yeah. It's just forever stuff to like name, name stuff. And, you know, we can be creative and have fun and it's stuff that we think is funny and other people seem to think it's funny too. Yeah. You create some sort of almost like a cult following in a way. And like, people want to see what beer you're coming out with. People want to try it. They don't even care the style of it. They're like, that's a cool name. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting involved in there. Even the guys, what was a good day, uh, America, good day, Philadelphia just last week. And you put out a new beer and they're holding the tap handle cracking up on TV. Yeah. It's just fun, man. It's like, like we're, we're trying to stay, we're trying to stay humorous because like you have to have humor in every situation. And like, obviously this sucks for everybody, but like, it's a, you know, I'm like, like not making fun of things or yourself. That means you really give up. So. Yeah. Humility is important. You have to laugh at yourself. Um, you have to have some fun. Life's too short, right? No, I agree with that, man. We take ourselves too seriously. We all do. It's not and, worth you know, it. And it's, it's beer, right? Beer's fun. It's just beer, dude. It's just beer. Just beer. <laughs> it's just beer. Let's go back to that purple monkey dishwasher because you just had a terrific little collaboration with uh, Caskmates and, and uh, how'd that come about? Tell us about oh, that. Oh, that was cool. So Trevor again is from Ireland, from Dublin. And uh, Jameson called us and asked if we wanted to be part of their castmates program. So we got a whole bunch of James. They just call you up. They just, they just called us. It literally like, like they just called us and uh, you know, their team came in, they gave us, uh, we, we love them. They're awesome. Uh, they gave us a shitload of Jameson uh, whiskey barrels and we aged purple monkey in them. And uh, we released it in, January, February, right before the quarantine happened. And it was awesome. So we're going to do that again. So, you know, look for, uh, look for that, uh, in, uh, 2021. So killer. What's that call? Like, They're like, Hey, it's uh Jameson. We're on the phone. You're like, what, what, who's this? Yeah, no, Trevor actually got it. And, uh, shot me a text and was like, dude, this, you'll never believe this. So it was, uh, it was awesome, man. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, they pick different breweries from different States. And so we're their brewery in Pennsylvania, which is really cool. Um, and not every state has a brewery. They just only have like one per state, uh, that they select. So it's, it's really, really a cool program. And we got to pour with them at the great American beer festival out in Denver this year. They had like a Jameson area. So we got to pour the beer there. It was, it was really cool, man. Really cool. That's a big deal, man. Is that kind of one of those things that goes on your wall as like, you know, forever memorable? Oh dude, that is forever memorable for me. Absolutely. Like that is, that is a, um, that is something for us that is just really cool. I see like every dude, everybody loves Jameson. Like who wouldn't want to. Yeah. And also Trevor being from Ireland is a really cool. Yeah. It's got a hit home for him exactly like just a little reminder of home so like it's just it's just really cool all around tell the people what you're drinking uh i'm drinking uh sorry not sorry it's our peach ipa it's with a zaka mosaic and simcoe so that's a nice uh sipping beer for a uh you know it's nice out today so i'll take it you know what if you look outside it looks beautiful and warm and sunny and great and then you walk outside it's windy as hell you're like what the hell's happening 
No, I know. Yeah. Yep. It's very deceiving. I took a walk earlier today and I was not expecting that. So (laughs) yeah, yesterday I was, I went for a run and I thought I was running into a brick wall, but it was just the wind. Yeah. Yesterday was crazy. So here I am, uh, I'm drinking your 10% Imperial stout here. They don't know that we know they know we know. And this is a collab here with great notion. How'd that come about? Yeah. Show them the artwork. This is really cool. So the guys from great notion are really known for their artwork. So, um, you know, we got their artists to do this, uh, our, our, uh, sales rep, Kevin Keller, uh, is really good friends with those guys. And, uh, they came into Philly and we brewed this beer with them and they're freaking cool. They make great beer. And, um, we were super stoked to host them in the city and, you know, really thrilled that they want to brew with us one day. Love it. And this is, this is a wacky beer. I mean, this is again, something you don't typically see. This is a Imperial stout. It's a raspberry Imperial stout essentially is you know, mimicking jelly crimpets. Yeah. We actually use them in the beer. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of them, like, uh, you know, seriously, like a, like a wholesale box of them and <laughs> used them in the beer as well as with like raspberry puree and stuff like that too. So it was awesome. Now, does something like that, like clog up the fermenters or, you know, any of that? Jazz? Oh yeah. It's a bit, it's a bitch to get out, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, I mean, it makes the beer taste good. So whatever. So what's upcoming? Well, actually, you know what? <clears throat> Again, since you guys are the masters of the pivot and putting stuff out quickly and being creative, uh, how's your seltzer line doing? I love the, uh, you know, the neon kind of artwork you got going on. I mean, taking me back to like jean shorts, dude. Yeah, we wanted to look, yeah, dude. Wanted to look like the Max a little bit, you know? So, uh, no, it's doing really well. Um, Variety Pack's doing great. Uh, big pickup in sales right now since obviously things are getting warmer. Like people are drinking more seltzer. Uh, we have the lemon lime and uh, black cherry flavor out right now in single packs. So, uh, you know, you can get them at beer stores or on GoPuff. So, um, you know, definitely check that out. Yeah. How's that GoPuff? I, I actually, you know, I wasn't familiar with it, but now I am. And that is, that's an online ordering type of deal. Yeah. So they do literally like food, snacks, beverages, and beer. Um, they have warehouses all over Philadelphia and like tons of other cities around the country. It's a really cool company. Awesome. What's your favorite part about owning a brewery? Uh, I have unlimited beer at any time. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your go to style of beer? IPA, uh, just still, you know, uh, IPA of some variety. And then if I'm not drinking IPA, I'm drinking like like a porter, like a really nice porter. Uh, and then uh, if I'm not drinking porter or IPA. Uh, you know, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm crushing those seltzers, man. <laughs> like they're perfect for the summer. I've been crushing them. They sneak up on you. Dude, they do. I, it's, I, you can drink a ton of them. So like it's uh, just yeah, water. So we've been, we, yep. We've been crushing some seltzer around here. It's, it's pretty, pretty insane. That's cool. And that is, you know, with the process of making seltzers varies for making beer, um, fermented sugar. Yeah. You still use yeast. Um, and, uh, so it's, uh, you, you use, uh, you use sugar and water, uh, instead of malt. Like there's some that are malt based. I just, the sugar ones are just cleaner and they just have no residual, like, you know, just, just kind of a stringent taste to them. Uh, so it's just a cleaner way to make the product. And then, um, the top part is, uh, filtration because they have to be clear. So if you have, if you use yeast in anything, it's going to be really cloudy when it's done. So getting that clear takes a long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a process like making anything else. The only difference is, is that you just have no boil, um, at all. So, okay. So that's, 
yeah, you don't boil it. Um, you, you just, you add, you add sugar and, uh, you know, all natural cane sugar and water, uh, into, uh, into a beer and then just all the sugar just ferments out. Interesting. So there's not like a starting, is there a starting temperature that's, you know, warm, but you know, to melt. Oh sugar? yeah. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. No, it ferments like a beer. Um, it, it ferments like a beer, but you just don't have all the other like proteins and particulates in it. What is the timeline of, you know, start to finish with the seltzer? Exact same. Yeah. It's the exact same as beer. Okay. All right. You put that yeast to work. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice man. All right, cool. So what will be uh, upcoming for evil genius? I know, obviously let's, let's, you know, let's assume we don't have this chaos, but you know, what are you guys excited about? Yeah. Getting the fuck out of this quarantine. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, sorry for cursing, but, uh, this podcast is marked explicit. All right. Perfect. Yeah, man. We, we've got some new beers. I love lamp. Uh, our pineapple heft just got released. Uh, so that's out new right now. Um, seltzers are rocking. Uh, later this summer, we have uh, I Can't Even, our watermelon ale that's coming out too. So yeah, a lot of new releases um, and just keeping everything moving as quickly as we can. Will we have some Shut Up Meg available? We will not have any Shut Up Meg available this year. I'm sorry, we will not. Uh, because of uh, COVID-19, a few, uh, few things were on the chopping block and uh, that unfortunately was one of them. How can I then kindly insult my wife? Her name is Meg. I, I like to just like, play, <laughs> I like to place them around the house in like cabinets. So when she opens them up, she sees it. I'll give you some, I'll give you some uh, uh, labeled empty bottles. How's that? That'll work. All right. Nice. Awesome, dude. Cool. Well, how, uh, how can we find your beer? How can we get in touch with you? Can we pick up, do online orders? What we got? Yeah, so um, all of your beer distributors uh, in PA, Delaware, New Jersey, Maryland, Mass, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, uh, you can go to your liquor stores and pick up. Uh, you can come to Evil Genius on uh, Front Street in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, follow us on social at Evil Genius Beer on every platform and Google us and our phone number's there if you want to get in touch. And, you know, thank you guys for drinking our beer. Hey, speaking of real quick, that when that uh, came out on Netflix, Evil Genius was that show. I mean, Yes. Your, your website blew up. Dude, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. What were your pages uh, that, like compared to normal? Oh, dude, they were like, it was like twice as much. Like that <laughs> show was huge. Uh, and what a crazy story too, you know? Some good product placement there, man. Good marketing. Good old, good old, uh, well, 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 uh, <laughs> forced execution is not really my target market. <laughs> you know? so, um, but that was a crazy story. What a, what a wild dude. Go Erie, man. Erie Penn. Just doing it. Yeah. I work with some breweries out there and I have some friends out there, but after watching that show, I don't know if I ever have to go back there. Yeah. Home of uh, the wonders from that thing you do and the crazy lady from Evil Genius. (laughs) Awesome, dude. Well, hey, I appreciate you. Please stay safe. And, uh, you know, again, as I mentioned, you're, you're one of the most positive, most fun people to be around. So keep doing that. You're putting out good vibes in the universe and we appreciate you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you find this valuable. Please follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. And while you're at Apple, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating. It helps us get noticed among the craft beverage community there. Thank you. Cheers and beer. Mighty things.